Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. create that connection with your customer that will help convert to sales. On today's Start, Scale, Succeed podcast, I'm joined by copywriter Emma Griffin, who's going to share her top tips for creating copy that connects and converts. Thanks very much for joining me today, Emma. Hi, thanks for having me. Before we go in to all about copywriting and, and what it is and your top tips, can you give a little bit of background to, to you and your business? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I have run my business for about three years now, and I primarily work with coaches, consultants, and creative small business owners. And I specialize in things like their website copy, sales and launch copy, and email marketing. And I also work with people for tone of voice support as well. And prior to starting my business, I had always been a copywriter, but I actually worked in-house for product-based brands. So I've done both sides of the coin. I've done fashion and lifestyle, and now I do service-based. And for those that are listening, I can absolutely vouch for Emma because I've just used her to create and help me with tone of voice for something that I'm creating that's going to be launching um, later on in in the year. But before we go on to the top tips, can you explain for me what copywriting is for people that aren't really sure about it and why it's so important? Yeah, for sure. Um, It's actually quite funny. I have friends who have known me for years and loads of them because I don't really talk about my business that much with my friends. (laughs) I kind of assume they know what it is. And somebody said to me a couple of years ago, oh, yes, you do legal copyright, don't you? I was like, no, (laughs) I don't know anything about law or legal stuff. So for anyone else who thinks copywriting is to do with law, it's not. Copywriting is effectively, I say it's selling with words. So, you know, if you go into a store, you're face to face with someone, that person is able to talk you through things about their service or their product or whatever and when we operate as an online business or we have a website we're not able to do that in the same way so copywriters are marketers who help you to sell through compelling words that connect with your customer. I know firsthand in terms of how it can really help engage, convert, convince and make that connection with the customer that they feel that product is speaking directly to them Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, when you have brands like that who are really nailing it and like you say, it feels like it's speaking to you. That is because that brand knows their consumer inside out. They know how they speak. They know what their values are. You know, what they know what they enjoy doing outside of, you know, shopping for that product. And so mm-hmm. when you know all of that about your customer, that's when you can write really great copy because it connects and it feels like, oh, my God, yeah, they're inside my brain. They know what I'm looking for and they can help. And what would you say then are your your top five tips for creating good copy? Yeah, so I mean, I have absolutely loads, but I think (laughs) the number one tip that I can give to anybody, um, whether you're a product business or a service-based business, is to make your copy about your customer or your client, not about you. And it's very, very tempting, especially if we're a personal brand, for example, to make it very much about why we're an expert and why we are the person to help them. 
And it seems like on the surface, that would be a great method because it's like, yes, this is why we're special. This is why we have authority here. This is why you should trust us and, and buy with us. But that isn't the case with copy because basically we're humans. We are, you know, intrinsically, we're all selfish, whether we like it or not. And we have incredibly short attention spans these days, especially. Yeah. We need to know what's in it for us. Otherwise, we are out. We're, we're done. We're not going to read anymore. We're not going to read the email. We're not going to even open the email we're not going to keep navigating through the website you know and so ultimately the copy if it is not client and customer centered is not going to do its job of converting to a sale a sales call whatever it is that that goal is so a good rule of thumb when you're writing is to always think okay if I was the client what's in it for me with this sentence what's in it for me and keep pulling it back to that so always use the word you far yeah. more than you're using the term I or we within your copy so that's my number one um and can I just ask you a question that like how how soon do you need I, mean, I suppose I know I probably know the I know the answer to myself you know myself to this but in terms of that connection needs to be instant doesn't it, it you yeah. know you can't decide midway through your 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 product description or midway through your kind of service description that you start talking about them it has to be talk a little bit about how you can hook them on if you can about that yeah. beginning bit yeah so it's really as simple as your headlines to be honest your headline is normally the first opportunity that you have um you know and we can talk about headline very loosely so it could be an email subject line as well as something that people are landing on with your website but really that needs to be customer focused so it needs to be either a statement that is going to really resonate with them maybe a question which they will be like oh yeah i i, I do feel like this something like that and that's a really easy technique to hook it straight in to the customer and their mindset and not just make it about you or the product um yeah that's really the easiest technique you can do with that that's great in terms of really making it customer centric and customer focused what else would you suggest so another thing is obviously if we're going to make it about the customer we need to know a lot about our customer so copywriting a lot of people think it's you know it's it's just being great with words and it's wordsmithing and that is really like i'd say only 20 30% of what i do as my job the other 70 is all about research so whenever I work with someone and you'll know this I send them a really hefty questionnaire and actually the bones of that questionnaire are not about you and your business they're actually about your customer and I always say to people before we work together you know if you if you're not sure of who your core target audience is yet it's probably a bit of a waste of money to work with me yeah. at that point because the copy is only ever going to be as good as the knowledge I have on your customer therefore you know it needs to speak to them through that um so some of the really good places that you can do your research are, for instance, you know, when you have um, back and forth between your customers. So over email, what are people asking you if you're a service based business when people are applying to work with you? What is it that they're then saying in that initial email? What do they need your support with? What are their current issues? What are they hoping you'll be able to help them achieve? And um, when we can frame it in that language as well, we are more likely to connect with them because a lot of the time we think we're helping them with, with one thing um, when actually we're helping someone with another. So, for example, I might think I'm helping people to, you know, uh, feel clearer around the messaging on, on, their, on their brand or their business. Um, 
but that's like that's not very sexy really that's what I think I do but actually what I do is I give people more confidence in their product I give people the ability to talk about it in a more compelling way I give people the ability to connect so it's it's different the way our clients will actually come to us what they say is often different to how we would talk about it so the more we know the better and if you're starting out where would you suggest people because I know you talk about email mm. there and what people are asking you as a as a product-based business or a service-based business but if you're starting out you don't have that audience yet no. so where would you suggest that people can understand or how to do that market research and understanding more about their customer where would you point them to so for example I mean you can be really you know really specific and do some market research so if you know for example that your product is going to appeal to women between the ages of 30 and 50 who are stay-at-home moms I don't know whatever you can then go and poll a few of those people and get a big sample um but what I would say is a better thing to do um if you're in the early stages as well is to go to some of the slightly weird places on the internet so um things like people are always amazed when I say this but I actually recommend that you look at things like Amazon book reviews um yeah yeah and 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 the, and the the bad reviews as well yeah of, of a certain product type that so like exactly. product yeah yeah so whatever area you're in whatever industry find some of those you know those best-selling books and things and like you say the bad ones are almost better than the good reviews because what did people expect to get from that book that they then didn't get what why were they disappointed and, and if you can plug that gap then talk about that because your USP is then kind of starting to mm-hmm. crystallize in your message and um, also reddit you know when we're anonymous and when we're and we're talking on yeah. the internet and forums and things like that we're you know we're far less guarded in what we say so you can really start to understand the machinations of your 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 customer their fears their hopes their objections their skepticisms and all of a sudden you've got this really broad picture that is so far beyond basic demographics of age kids you know (laughs) it's there it's much more of an emotional uh, understanding isn't it and I I think another good one are Facebook groups that you can kind of lurk in and see the conversations that are going on and what people are talking about what their pain points are and, and just the language that they're using as well. Mm-hmm. Answer the public is an okay, it's a bit, I think Reddit and the, and forums are better because there's a conversation and yeah. you, can, you can kind of be a bit voyeuristic or, you know, stalkerish in those yeah. and just like follow those kind of conversations and those threads. Yeah, a lot yeah. of my job is lurking, basically. Professional lurker. <laughs> and so if you 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 know it's gonna be about them, you you understand your mm-hmm. customer, then where would you go from there? So this kind of flows again from this point about, you know, learning how they talk about things, learning their language. One of the things I bang on about all the time is not using jargon. And half the time we don't even realize we're doing it because, you know, you're an expert in your field and in your industry. So the terms and the way you speak about things are really entrenched. And actually, we forget that someone who has absolutely no idea about that industry and is therefore, you know, much more likely to buy from us because they really need our help doesn't understand that sort of language so I always use the example of um I don't know people who work in sort of email marketing things like that talking about um CRM and retention rates and how they can increase the retention rates it's like I don't know what that means if I'm not in marketing so we have to explain it to people in different ways you know like get your emails open (laughs) literally build a a fan base of like raving subscribers are much better ways of saying I can create CRM as well it's it's the way you'd kind of speak to someone what about then sentence then you know keeping it concise 
yeah so that's another thing so once you've kind of nailed the subject area and the sort of things you want to be writing about and how you want to be directing that there's this um there's a bit of a trend um that i see a lot in copywriting and i kind of you've probably heard of like the bro marketing school of copy where it's all very like hard sell and everything is very short and punchy and like that is great that's a great copywriting technique but when every single sentence that we're writing is really short really punchy there's no commas there's nothing it's just full stop sentence full stop sentence. that's incredibly boring to read and it mm -hmm. actually doesn't like you said nicole like it doesn't flow at all like a conversation we would have yeah so, can you imagine um, having that yeah. kind of conversation <laughs> bro sell <laughs> you know whatever it might be you just you just wouldn't yeah, it's so boring to read and you're not going to create any connection with that it's, it's dull so you know like good copywriting is also storytelling it's it's yeah. creating that pace and that intrigue that you would want from a bestseller that you'll get because you know the key to copywriting being a success is that it gets people to keep reading because the more people read the more engaged they are the more they yeah. know about your product and the more likely they are to buy so yeah vary the sentence lengths um switch up the cadence and things like that use questions use rhetorical questions um anything that makes it feel more conversational and i always say we all have these kind of formal corporate hats on where we think we have to be very stilted and I am this and you yeah. will have by the end of this program achieved these things and you will be able to like we have we talk really formally and stilted you don't need to at all you know abbreviate things if there's slang that you use when you talk to your friends conversationally and, and your personal brand and you want that to come through add it in there are absolutely no rules with that the realer and the raw the better in most cases and I don't know that you said, you know, if you're an expert in your area, you don't want to be talking about I am, I am, I am, and mm. this is what I can do. How do you help that authority to come across without going down that route? And so authority from a product point of view, yeah. that it's good yeah. and authority then from, I suppose, service based side of things. So, yeah, authority is so much more than just qualifications and expertise. And while those are important, you know, for example, if you're going to work with a coach or something, you want to know that the person coaching you has experience of what they're coaching you in or they're qualified to do so, mm -hmm. obviously. So, yes, you need to get that in there. But other ways you can build authority with your your core consumer is to show them that you've been where they are and that you recognize where they're at currently because there's nothing more compelling and nothing makes us kind of open up and trust more than if we're you know we're speaking to someone and we feel really seen and heard and validated and there are always you know there's always things that you can reflect back from your personal experience and your personal journey whether you're a product business or um, a service-based business that will tie in with that and show that you really understand understand your customers needs and there I mean that's a, a real whistle stop tour of those tips I know you've covered a lot there yeah. and what do you see it are the most common mistakes that you see in copywriting outside of those tips um, yeah. they're the to-dos what are you seeing that people are doing that you're like oh my god don't do that <laughs> there's a few there's a few um so I think for me, a lot of the time, and you don't do this at all, you're very, you're very straight talking, but a lot of it's people. Almost too much, I think, you know, I feel for myself, I'm like, 
sometimes I think am I too I come across sometimes as a cold cow and I don't mean to at all you know but um, no direct you know. can be good direct can be good because the opposite is just absolute waffle mm-hmm. and it's endless and it's relentless and actually you've taken an entire paragraph to actually get to the point and you've then started the next paragraph where really you could have just got rid of that whole introduction I kind of um, a lot of people refer to it as clearing your throat sentences right. so, you know like when we're about to say something like <laughs> yes yeah, so um anyway that, that it's like that but it's it's in your actual copy so be really aware of that and be really brutal um with what you've written if you are going to take a DIY approach to copywriting which is absolutely fine you can do it obviously I always recommend working with an expert but I realize there's budget and like I said Mm -hmm. at the start if you're a startup it may not necessarily be the best use of your budget at that point in your business's journey but always always dedicate at least as much time to editing what you've written as you do to writing it I actually think it should be more time on the edit because Mm -hmm. everyone writes a shit first draft absolutely everyone I do you do like we all do it's fine the first draft is just getting it out there it's getting it down on paper and then from there you have something to work with and I always recommend as well that you you would never kind of uh, write and then edit comprehensively in the same session try and leave at least a night's sleep between it because when you come back to your laptop with fresh eyes it's amazing the amount of things you actually spot that that just don't need to be there or the glaring errors another one of my favorites that I see a lot is um we seem to have a bit of a thing for the word that. I see the word that written in so many sentences and it sounds really nitpicky. But actually, when you're saying this is the thing that does this, like you don't you don't need the that in it most of the time. I don't know if I just gave you a sentence structure, which actually did require it. It's a really unnecessary filler word. There's loads of others as well that I see a lot. Um, you will be able to that's really long to say you can you'll do this you don't need it um so just be be very very critical um and if it's one of those kind of weirdly formalized things um just get rid another thing I see a lot as well is um people get really fixated and hung up on the features of their product or their service so how it's delivered what it does what it's made of versus actually why your customers should care what are the benefits to them and it comes back Mm -hmm. to you know we're self-centered we want to know why we need something why something will help us um so if you're spending all of your time just bombarding people with features you've not really got the buy-in from them to to have the interest in that aspect of things so you want to be telling them okay so like this is the feature that's fine you can talk about the feature but then explain the benefit of it rather than just listing a load of features and you know benefits really when I when I say that it's like what is the transformation Mm -hmm. that people will get from that so it could be something as simple as you know if it's a bath oil okay like it's it's deliciously formulated with all of these essential oils and blends it smells great and it helps you relax after a long day there's the benefit um rather than just talking specifically about the feature and that and that's real then because that's something that everyone wants and can imagine and is, is very accessible and who do you think if you can give an example of either someone you've worked with or someone, you know, someone's copy that you've seen from a product point Mm. of view that you think is doing a really, does it really well? There's a few actually. Um, So I've always really, I really like um, Reformation's copywriting. So they're a women's fashion brand. Mm. Um, They're American, I think. And they just really know their customer. Their emails are like, they're really witty. They're very, very short and snappy and punchy. Um, 
but they just get their customer that like you know they'll have emails where they're, they're basically selling you a bunch of new in stuff for summer but it's like wear this to meet your ex in or something like that yeah yeah it's yeah. just it's really it's just clever it's really clever and it really appeals to that millennial target audience i think bloom and wild do it beautifully um I worked with them a couple of years ago, actually on contract and like, they've got a really solid tone of voice and ultimately they're just selling us flowers. <laughs> That's all they're selling. Lastly, I suppose if someone was, if someone is auditing their website copy and where would you suggest that they start with that? Um, well, the best place they could start actually is you could give me an email. Um, I actually have a I have a coffee clinic service. It's the cheapest service I offer, and it's um it's literally a power hour with me, one to one. You supply the links to your copy first. I go away. I spend a bunch of time going through it, tearing it apart, rewriting it, and um, basically so that it is more primed to convert and is much stronger. And then on the call, we can go through that together. I'll explain the edits. We can we can accept or reject them together and at the end of the call you then have way stronger copy to run with and put back into your website your email funnel whatever it is it's ready to go but if you're doing it on your own um uh i would really just say those five tips that i've given in this podcast so making it about your customer not you doing your research properly um checking that you know the sentences are interesting and the structure is sound um what else they say no jargon Jargon. and building authority through other ways than just your expertise um because it's not a linkedin profile you know it's it's a website or whatever it Mm is um do those and be yeah sense check those and you'll be well on the way to it being a lot better than it was when you started. And um, you mentioned the Power Hour, which we'll we'll put a link to that um, in the show notes. How else can other people work with you and where can they find you? So you can work with me, you can work with me one-to-one in the copy clinic, which is the power hour I just talked about. You can book me to, so my ideal clients um, are basically at a point in their business where they're established enough that, you know, they know their offering, they know their customer, and they're very confident in that, but they are at a point now where they need a bit of a rebrand and it needs to shake up and it needs to be stronger messaging. So if that sounds like you, um, you're perfect for website copywriting and you can work with me on um, a number of packages for a number of budgets and things like that but I will basically go away and rewrite your whole website and and I'll work with your designer or whatever it is that you're doing alongside that to get that all up and running Um, you can also work with me if you are launching something fancy and exciting so you can work with me beforehand for a tone of voice guidelines and things like that and you can also book me if you're launching something super fancy and you need a sales page or an email funnel to go alongside that. I do a load of um, sales and launch copy packages as well that will suit you whatever stage you're at with your launch. Um, yeah, uh, launching is stressful, so it takes a lot of the stress out of that for you. And on Instagram, you're Emma Griffin Writes and your website is Emma Griffin Writes as well. And I, yeah. like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I can't recommend Emma enough in terms of the work that she's done for me on my tone of voice for a new business that I'm doing so definitely get in touch with Emma if it is something that you are interested in and like I said we'll have a link to all of these in the show notes and if you've enjoyed today's podcast then I'd love if you could subscribe and leave a review check me out on Instagram at at the bar and retail coach podcast comes out weekly so you can hear from me again next Thursday thanks very much Emma thank you for joining me thank you bye-bye